Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Merry Christmas, America. Welcome to One Nation. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Jacobs. You know, when you look at the Holy Scriptures, the Word of God, the Bible, from Genesis to Malachi in the Old Testament, the Jews call it the Tanakh, from Matthew to Revelations in the New Testament, the Brit Kadashah, the, the Bible is Jewish from cover to cover. It is an incredible story about the Messiah, the Christ, the Mashiach, the Christos. It's the story of salvation. It's a story of the Messiah in Jewish context. Now, I bring up this idea of Jewish context because we live in a day and age of such profound uh, anti-Semitism, Jew hate. And actually, it's, it's been that way from time immemorial. But my master's thesis when I was in graduate school was the historical and theological Jewish context of Jesus' day. I know it may sound boring, but it was very important for me to study the scriptures in their cultural, theological, historical, sitzenleben, uh, it's life-setting, to be able to understand the, the world of Jesus, the world of the Hebrew prophets, the uh, Jewish apostles, in their historical life-setting context is so important. I mean, Jesus' father was Yosef, Joseph. Uh, Mary, Miriam, they were Jewish. He lived in, not in Palestine, he lived in Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel. That's what the book of Matthew tells us. He was circumcised. He was circumcised on the eighth day. That's about as Jewish as you get. He kept the Sabbath. He kept the feast, Purim and Pesach, the Passover, Hanukkah, which is coming up here shortly. He was, people, he was a rabbi. The rabbi was a Jewish teacher. He was a teacher of, of Judaism. In that context, when Jesus walked the earth, he, the Bible was the Tanakh, the Old Testament. The, the, it was, you know, from Genesis to Malachi. That's the book he taught from. So I think this is so important for us to understand that. Now, beyond, you know, talking about the Jewish context of Jesus, whose name in Hebrew is Yeshua, which means Yahweh saves us from our sins— and by the way, it's very important for me to emphasize that his name means that God, or Yahweh, saves us from our sins. Sin is not in in this wildly, bizarre, woke world of anything goesism. But when it comes to Jesus Christ and what he did for us, he died for the sins of humanity. And this is important for us to understand. That's why I, I, I emphasize that. But not only the Jewish component or, or context or identity of who Jesus is, not only the sin identity of, you, of, of what humanity, what men and women are about, fallen and sinful nature, but also that Jesus Christ, Jesus the Messiah, the Christos, the Christ, was God Almighty in the flesh. 
This is so, so important because we live in a day and age where there's woke and leftist lies upon lies upon who Jesus Christ is. They attack his Jewish identity. They attack his deity. They make him something that he isn't, that he never was, and he never shall be. Now, when I was in college, I, I had the read. That was a long time ago, by the way. This book looks old like I do. Uh, I got this book back in, what, 1976. It was required reading in one of the classes I had by a brilliant Orthodox Jewish professor by the name of Dr. Lowenberg at Arizona State. And we read not only Abolition of Man by C.S. Lewis, but we read Mere Christianity. Absolutely blew me away. And on page 55, 56 of my particular book, he talks about what Jesus was and what he wasn't. So I want you to hear the words. It's about a minute long, less than a minute, of a gentleman reading from the book Mere Christianity about Jesus Christ. Here goes. I am trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him. I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That is the one thing we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic, on a level with the man who says he is a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God, or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool, you can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. When I read those words as a young man many, many, many years ago, it absolutely blew me away. And by the way, C.S. Lewis, when he wrote the book, actually the book, Mere Christianity, is based upon a bunch of lectures he gave to the BBC during World War II when many young British men were dying, weren't coming home to their mothers and fathers, and Lewis understood that in British society at that time, a lot of people were asking the questions about life and pain and suffering and, and life after death, and thus came the classic work, Mere Christianity. So think of it. Either Jesus was a lunatic, he was a liar, or he was Lord God Almighty. So I've emphasized a couple of major things about Jesus' identification. He was Jewish, and he was God Almighty. But from time immemorial, throughout the ages, we have seen that people throughout the various parts of the world have attacked his Jewish identity and his deity, that he is God in the flesh. And why is that? Because the Jewish prophets of the Old Testament and the Jewish apostles of the New Testament, they tell the story of humanity's sinful nature, the fall of man. But they also tell the greatest story ever told, the true story of the birth, the life, the death, the crucifixion, the resurrection of Jesus Christ and his glorious kingdom. And if it's true, then it has eternal, profound ramifications that all of humanity must understand. And we don't have time in a shorter show like this to cover a lot of the uh, Judenhaas, Jew hate, anti-Semitism throughout the ages. But 
let's start with the French Revolution. When you think of the French Revolution, the bloody reign of terror of the late 1700s, Robespierre and Danton and others, that one of their desires was actually to create a brand new society that was Christ, uh, Christless, that it was anti-Christian, that it was purely secular, and that it in essence erased the idea of A.D., Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. And the foundation of a lot of the philosophies that caused uh, the wars in Europe of, uh, of, of the uh, 20th century came from the French Revolution. In fact, Karl Marx was profoundly influenced by French revolutionaries, and in 1848, about a half a century after the French Revolution, he wrote one of the most evil books ever known to man, the Communist Manifesto. And in this Communist Manifesto, he in essence says that Christ, Christianity, is the opiate, the opium, the drug of the world, and that that drug must be erased from society so man can be liberated and freed from the oppression of religion, from Christianity. And by the way, the, the disciples of Karl Marx, like Vladimir Lenin and Leon Trotsky and Joseph Stalin, December of 1919, there was Vladimir Lenin with his Cheka, that would be like the Gestapo of the Soviet, uh, uh, you know, Soviet Union. The Cheka went around looking for anybody that was worshiping Jesus Christ. Lenin outlawed Christmas. They had a war on Christianity immediately, and they slaughtered, they murdered hundreds of thousands and millions of clergymen, destroyed churches and synagogues and mosques. All religions were evil, but especially Christianity. So this is interesting to note that when you think of the source of, of, of Karl Marx, it is demonic. It is of the devil. A classic work I would recommend is The Devil in Karl Marx by the great, brilliant historian and scholar Paul Kengor. Absolutely brilliant. But not just the socialists, not just the Marxists, not just the communists. The other socialists, the other evil socialists, the other evil empire, the national socialists, now, here they were murdering millions and millions of Jews, Jewish babies in ovens. They had murder factories all throughout Nazi-occupied Europe. And they also de-Judaized Christ. They made Jesus a German, an Aryan, an Aryan Ubermensch, an Aryan Superman. They made Jesus a Nazi. And so what I'm trying to get across to you is that throughout the ages, there have been many people who have accepted the gospel, the good news, they've embraced the cross, they've embraced the love of Jesus. But sadly, throughout history, there have been many that have denied Christ, rejected Christ. They have been at war with Christ. And so they've gone after his authentic, biblical, historical identity of who he really was, a Jewish rabbi, the Son of God. God in the flesh, who rose from the dead to give us life everlasting. Now, by the way, not just the, uh, you know, we, we talked about Marx and we talk about the National Socialists. Well, today it's very common for socialists to say, Jesus was a socialist. I mean, come on, people. Don't you know he really, bottom line was, he was a socialist. And you have others that'll say, well, guess what? He was 
even more than a socialist, I think they're pretty much the same thing. They'll say, no, 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 he was a Marxist. I love this from the Huffington Post. Sawyer Republicans, but Jesus was a Marxist. Jesus was clearly a Marxist, not by name, but by ideology. He sought tirelessly to end poverty, to feed and house the needy, and to heal those in need. I'm here to tell you right now, that is a lie from the pit of hell. Karl Marx hated Christ. Karl Marx hated the Gospels, hated Christianity, hated the cross, hated the good news, the story of Jesus' salvation and redemption in the Gospels. His philosophy was anti-Christian from the get-go. So these are crazy people who somehow try to mix Christ and Marx. When you mix Christ and Marx, it's like mixing uh, pneumonia and bleach. You create poison. And by the way, I know this is going to sound like strange bedfellows, but you know, you've heard me talk about Ocasio-Cortez and Rashid Tlaib and Ilhan Omar, uh, uh, that group, I call it the Socialist uh, Squad. Well, here's Ilhan Omar, because she came out and she said, hey, Jesus wasn't Jewish, Jesus was Palestinian. This has been, by the way, been a lie perpetuated in, in, in the Middle East, by Arabs, by militant Muslims, by Palestinians, that, no, 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 Jesus wasn't Jewish, you know. Jesus was actually Arab, Muslim. Once again, I'm giving you an example that throughout the ages, there have been, they, what they've done to the historical, biblical, scriptural Jesus is they've bastardized him. They've ripped him out of his life setting, his Jewish setting, his, his, the reality that he was God Almighty in the flesh, and they've made him something that he never was and never will be. Now, by the way, back in 1988, I can still remember this, uh, a, a gentleman that I went to high school with by the name of uh, Billy Defoe. Uh, you'll know him as Willem Defoe. He came out in a movie called The Last Temptation of Christ. Now, don't tell Billy I call him Billy. It drives him nuts, but that's what we called him back in high school. Uh, he, he goes by Willem Dafoe. A movie three years early, earlier that came out was uh, Platoon. It was on Vietnam. I think it won Best Film of the Year, 1985. But three years later, 1988, he comes out with the movie The Last Temptation of Christ. He plays Christ. Problem is, it was a bastardization of the gospel story. An angel that's... Uh, uh, actually Satan, but it's uh, uh, disguised as a young lady, comes to him as he's on the cross and says, you're not the Mashiach, you're not the Messiah, you're not the Christ, come on down, live your life. And he does, and he gets married to Mary, and, and, and uh, you know, uh, other things go on in the film. But the point is, is the film was a bastardization of the reality of who Jesus Christ was and is. By the way, not to be outdone, in 2019, Netflix came out with a film that was called The First Temptation of Christ. In the film, Jesus is gay. Mary uh, loves cannabis. Mary Jane. Hey, play on the word Mary there, right? Mary Jane, pot. So it's just absolutely bizarre, people, that... We live in this world, and you can see it getting worse and worse. The, the Marxists make them one thing, the socialists, the Marxists, the Nazis. They got Jesus being an Aryan. And now we're living in this day and age of wokeism, what I call anything goesism. And they want to de-Christianize American society. In today's identity politics, anything goesism goes after the authentic biblical Jesus. Seriously. Uh, it's just amazing because today he's not only gay, woke, 
anything you want him to be. <laughs> he's actually, he's, the, the big thing now is he's transgender. Jesus was the first transgender man. I mean, lies upon lies, distortion of the, of the biblical text of what the Word of God says about who Jesus Christ is. But the anything goesism crowd, the woke crowd, they don't want to accept the reality that his name Jesus means Yahweh died for our sins. This is very important. Please don't forget that understanding because sin is what makes the cross so incredibly wonderful because he died for the sins of the world. And the woke folk do not want to accept that reality. To them, anything goes ism. Anything you want to be, you can be. You can distort reality, you can distort gender re reality, biology, and you can be what you want to be. Now, just recently, a dean at Cambridge University said, you know, Jesus, he, he could be, he could be transgender. There was a PhD student. Uh, he, he was majoring in theology. I kid you not. Now, you got to stop and think. Cambridge University was founded around 1200 A.D. It was founded as a Christian institution, just like Oxford and University of Padua and Sorbonne and most of the universities of a thousand years ago were founded by Christians as a Christian uh, institution. In fact, they called theology uh, the queen of the sciences. And so even many of your scientists at the universities back in the day, they, they would know Greek and Hebrew and Latin. They understood theology. Sir Isaac Newton had a brilliant theological mind. In fact, he wrote more books on theology than he did on physics and mathematics. I'm digressing there. But the point is that here in the universities of today, you find that sadly, and by the way, that's not new. Back in the 1800s, in some of the greatest universities in the world were the German universities, and there were German professors and philosophers coming along and saying, well, you know, Jesus isn't God. Yeah, the Bible says that, but we don't accept that. In fact, the Bible is bogus. The Bible is, is nothing but a bunch of balderdash, poppycock, BS. And so those ideas coming out of the German universities actually spread throughout Europe, spread throughout England, and eventually came over to the United States of America. And people like Herbert Marcuse and Theodore Adorno and others from the, the Marxist Frankfurt School out of Germany began to spread at Brandeis and University of Wisconsin-Madison and Berkeley and Columbia and all over the country that Christianity was a myth, a Hebrew construct, that Jesus Christ never existed. Or the woke folks say, if he did exist, he was gay, he was trans, he was a member of the LGBTQ community, and that you can have any kind of lifestyle, and there's no such thing as judgmental words like sin. Sin is not in. So I spent some time, by the way, and I, I don't normally do this, and some of you may be fans of TikTok, but TikTok is a bizarre world. I know it's it's it's. It's hip, it's cool, it's the latest thing. I, I know that communist China's got control of this. Uh, I, I, I just went, in the, I, I went into the app that I have, because I'm on it for my other show, The Jake Jacobs Show. I, I don't do, my, my people put my stuff out on, on TikTok. Um, so I went in there, and I found this guy called the, J, the, excuse me, the Gay Jesus. Now, there, because the show was not, you know, it's not like a two-hour show, I went through a number of TikTok uh, 
LGBTQ advocates. And I was just blown away at the blasphemy, at the perversion of the Word of God, at their, uh, their twisting and inversion and perversion of the Word, their uh, inability to actually properly exegete, uh, interpret the Word of God properly in its historical and theological uh, and cultural life setting. They want Jesus Christ, who was Remember it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Oh, no, no, no. He, kept, he was a man who really felt that he was a girl. And the text never says that. But these woke folk, these anything-goes folk, these blasphemers love to make Jesus something he's not. So I want you to hear this guy who calls himself the gay Jesus. Are all the transphobic Christians gone? Okay. Jesus was trans. Look like this. To be born male, you have to have an X and a Y chromosome. There's other presenting combinations other than XY, but we're just doing XY right now, okay? Y chromosomes can only come from a male sperm. Mary didn't have sex with a male, which leaves us with Mary only being able to pass on XX chromosomes. Therefore, Jesus was born female, but goes around the entire Bible and everyone calls him him and a male. So he's trans. I gotta tell you something. Um... I have degree. I'm not bragging about my degrees. I just want to let you know a little bit of my background. After I majored in American history at Arizona State, uh, my father died, and I gave my heart to Christ. I, for the first time in my life, I saw a dead body, my father, and um, there was a sister uh, standing next to me, and she told me to look to Jesus, and I put away the booze bottle, and uh, I started to research, and I began to read the Bible, and I was amazed, first of all, at how Jewish he was, and secondly, he was God Almighty. And I gave my heart to Jesus Christ. He is my Lord and my Savior. He's not a lunatic and not a liar. And then I went off to uh, Arizona College of the Bible and got a degree in biblical studies. And then I went to graduate school at a seminary where my major was historical uh, studies, Judeo-Christian studies, and then my doctorate was in early American history. But, but the point is, is that I early on trained myself in hermeneutics, the science of interpretation of the text, of a proper exegesis, understanding. In fact, I, I have here my Bible. Just it's marked all over the place. It's all worn out and everything. I have right here at the beginning of the Bible this morning. I was reading about the the birth of Christ and the Christmas story, and I have here original intent is key. Context is king. Context is king. And you go through this story, and it, it, Mary is a woman. Jesus is a man. And she will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for it is he who will save his people from their sins. And then here, Joseph rose from sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him him and kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son and he called his name Jesus now my whole point is if you go into the lingual context historical context Jewish context of the text it's nothing like the gay Jesus says it is the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, impregnated Mary. You don't think that God Almighty can't bring the male chromosomes and create the male Mashiach, Messiah, Christos, the Christ? We're talking about God, the creator of the universe here, people. 
So I, 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 in, this what blows me away is, is what was happening in the German universities of the 1800s that affected uh, Karl Marx and eventually people like Adolf Hitler and others. I mean, three of the four Einsatzgruppen generals that slaughtered the Jews, three out of the four had PhDs, those generals, from the finest German universities. And they learned all that, all that crap, the lies about the, the non-deity of Christ and the mythology of Christ and the bogus nature of the scriptures. This is important for us to understand. That was happening a long time ago, permeated throughout European and American universities, and we have been fighting this for a long, long time, recognizing the cultural Marxism that's been that's spreading itself, the American Marxism, cultural Marxism, United States of Socialism that's been infiltrated throughout the land. And so here, here's interesting, because this is a gentleman, he, he has a Ph.D. in Biblical Studies over in, in Europe. I got my Ph.D. over in, in London. And this priest, this uh, Baptist priest, he's, he's at a LGBT community get-together. Uh, I think it's uh, out of the Bloomsbury Baptist Church in London, England. Listen to what he says about Jesus being transgender. So I think Jesus um, transgenders himself on a number of occasions. Um, I, I think, you know, just, just a little phrase, uh, Jesus is lamenting over Jerusalem, longing to gather Jerusalem as a mother hen gathers her chicks. Um, I think if you look at um, the foot washing from John's Gospel, foot washing elsewhere in both Old and New Testament, that it's consistently done by, by women. And yet Jesus takes that on. People often cast that as being the servant's role. It was the woman's role. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and Jesus does it and becomes the woman at that point. Um, and I think, you know, we've observed that, you know, he's unmarried, he's childless, he defies gender and sexual norms of his day. He's known for associating with those whose own sexual history or gender identity may be ambiguous. So I think in Jesus, we've got a revelation of God as encompassing far more than what historically, and recently at least, um, Christians have tended to construct God as being. And I think there's a bit of an antidote to uh, heteronormative idolatry in, in the story of Jesus. Heteronormative idolatry. This is his PhD pinhead who has a PhD in biblical studies. In fact, when I looked him up and studied the guy in exegesis, which is actually how you interpret the text, Everything he said, you know, it's very interesting. He says he associated with, uh, you know, people like, you know, who had sexual identity, uh, different sexual identities. In essence, he was inferring the LGBT community. Look, <laughs> Jesus hung around with sinners. I mean, my God, he, Jesus loves me, accepted me. I'm the chief of all sinners here, people. I'm not trying to pass judgment on, on the anything go people. But this much I am trying to say is they're trying to say that sin is irrelevant, that what Christ did is irrelevant, that him dying on the cross for the sins of the world is irrelevant, and it is most profoundly relevant to the issue at hand. The anything-go-woke folk, they don't want to accept the reality that someday they too, like I will and you will, stand before the creator of the universe, Jesus Christ, and be held accountable for our actions here on earth. That's exactly what the Word of God says. But they want to ignore that reality. Yep, he did hang around sinners. There's no doubt about it. A classic example, though, and we keep on forgetting this, we love to hear about how he hung around with sinners, which he did. 
Remember the woman caught in adultery, right? All these uh, Pharisees and others, you know, they, they know the Torah. They know the law, and they've got their stones. They know the Torah says if you catch somebody in adultery, you should stone them to death. And they're getting ready to stone her to death, right? And, and they, bring, they bring this adulterous woman to Jesus. And he says, which one of you uh, haven't sinned? You'd be the first one to throw the stone. That One by one, they dropped the stone. They walked away because they all knew they were sinners, like you and I are sinners, like the LGBT community are sinners. And what did he say to that woman in adultery? Woman, go and sin no more. His name, Yeshua. Yahoshua means Yahweh who saves us from our sins. This is so important for us to understand, people. That doctor, that PhD in biblical studies, is perverting and twisting and inverting the scriptures. And in fact, he just makes this stuff up. You know, Jerusalem and the chicks. Foot washing is for women. He didn't have any kids, so that must make him a part of the LGBT community. Absolute insanity. He doesn't go by what the text says. He just creates things and puts, infuses it into his own perverted, anything-goes worldview. So what is important for you and I to recognize during this Christmas holiday season, we have got to remember who Jesus truly is. Jewish in birth, Jewish in life, a rabbi teacher, the Mashiach, the Messiah, the Christ, God in the flesh who died for the sins of the world. It's important for us in this day and age of the perversion to understand the real, authentic Jesus of history, the scriptures, and reality. So my fellow Americans, my fellow Christian brothers and sisters, my fellow uh, travelers on the earth, peace be to you this Christmas holiday season. And may Yeshua HaMashiach ben Elohim Chaim, may Jesus the Messiah, the Son of the living God, bless you and keep you. And may you have a wonderful Hanukkah and an absolutely beautiful and very Merry Christmas. Shalom. Shalom.